2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
3: Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, how how attached are you to the fact of Percy's being a rat?
0: I don't think his being a rat is of particular importance. Great, enough said. Margaret, I'm going on an adventure to find my creator. And if you're not busy... It would be great if you could come.
4: Yeah, I could go for a little walkabout.
0: I did it! Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you had company. Um Lex, it's me, Perseus. Perseus? Yeah, it's me.
2: We live in a world of magic and fantasy. We can do whatever we wish. You look over and you see a familiar face. And you're reminded of a kobold whose name is Marvin Dundalfoot. Hey, hey, I could get you a sweet deal. Just just look at this watch here. And as you kind of focus on him, he has a feeling that somebody's watching him. He looks over and he sees you. And then you see a look of panic in his eyes. I will, uh, I'll, I'll say that later. And he bolts down the street.
0: We've got to follow that kobold.
2: Yeah, follow. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons, we're a d and D fifth edition actual play podcast, and I'm your dungeon master, Russ
3: Moore, and with me today is Tom Laird. That's me, and I play Perseus the Rat, kind of halfling guy. Also with me, Carla Maxted.
0: That's me, and I play Lex the Frankensteiny, cool monster dude guy.
2: And joining us again today, we can't get rid of him because we love him so much. It's Rev from the Crit Show.
4: Hi, I play Margaret Broadcloak, uh, and I'm still sleeping on Russ's couch. I am
2: I made you stay for another two weeks after that last <laughs> one in order to make sure we got this one just
4: right on time. Yeah. He's like, sorry, we only record this specific story every other week, so just hang out. That's how it works. Yeah, but we got that closet super organized. Thank you, thank you for that. Yeah,
2: where you can organize people's closets if you really want to is over on Patreon. We'll post a link, and you can organize a closet. Why not? Patreon.com/slash/DumbDragonCast. <laughs> but when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron, Ty Zuniga. Hey,
1: it's Ty. Ty. Thank you,
2: Ty. You can find out more at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast and now fuck it, let's play DND. We pick up with our friends Lex, Margaret, Perseus, and Arvid taking chase. Down the streets of the town of Glickfast, which is at the base of the Baldric Mountains, pushing their way through the crowd. And now we're going to enter what we call a chase. We've never done this specifically before, and I'm very excited about it, everybody. Look at Russ with his game mechanics. I, I know. Oh, it's very exciting.
0: I feel like Tom and I are both like, oh, no. <laughs> <Nope>.
2: <laughs> they actually have chase mechanics in the Dungeon
4: Master's Guide. Who knew? Fun. That sounds like an NPC's name. Chase mechanics. <laughs> Chase
2: mechanics. <Yeah. laughs>
0: it's gonna be uh, now. Write Please write that down, Ross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amazing.
2: Chase mechanics. Got
3: it. Um, I feel like he didn't actually write that down. He just said it in the tone, like when you're blowing someone off on the phone, and you're like, "Yeah, seven p.m." And then, <laughs> 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 ah, they're
2: on to me. They're on
3: to me. Um, okay, so. Uh, we'll run down kind
2: of because we've never done this before we'll run down a little bit of how this is going to work so a chase requires a quarry and at least one pursuer so we have uh, a quarry which is uh, the kobold marvum dundalfoot Um, and four pursuers in this case Uh, any participants not already in initiative order must roll initiative so we're gonna get everybody to roll that sweet initiative
0: oh my god uh, six. Oh,
3: 17.
0: You're 16. much more... You guys are much more... This 70-year-old woman is much more fleet of foot than my big lumbering body, I guess. It's
3: all right. Arvid got worse. And I you. guess the halfling was a former rat, so he's pretty good uh, yeah, at just uh, a, getting a little around You're just You're
0: so quick. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do when you get to the kobold way ahead of the rest of us, but yeah. let's Very see. Very
3: problematic. <laughs> Marvum was
2: uh, across, like, a crowded area... By the time Lex set off and we picked up, um, he's probably 80 feet ahead of Lex. um, And then Lex took off. Who took off first behind Lex? I did. Margaret will say you're about uh, five feet behind. Perseus and Arvid will say are pretty close to each other running the chase participants in the chase are strongly motivated to use the dash action every round which uh you use your action which you would normally take to attack or cast a magic spell to move double your speed um during the chase um, but and then pursuers who stop to cast spells and make attacks run the risk of losing their quarry so you can run 30 feet but if you cast a spell they may bolt ahead on their next turn which means you can't exactly catch them During the chase, a participant can freely use the dash action a number of times equal to 3 plus your constitution modifier. Uh, Each additional dash action it takes during the chase requires the creature to succeed a DC 10 constitution check at the end of its turn or gain one level of exhaustion. Um, A participant drops out if they reach level 5 since its speed becomes 0 uh, you can also die. Don't do that. Uh, a creature can remove levels of exhaustion it gained during the chase by finishing a short or long rest, which we're not going to really worry about right now.
3: So you have free reign of dash until you use up your number? Yeah. And then you have to roll for yeah, it? So if you have four, once, okay. you, hit, yeah, once you hit four, Kay. you're done-zo.
2: Um, chase participant. Uh, so spells and attacks. A chase participant can make an attack or cast a spell against other creatures within range. Apply the normal rules for cover terrain, all that stuff. Chase participants can't normally make opportunity attacks against each other since they all are assumed to be moving in the same direction. So if you like catch up to them and they move out of range, like just based on how initiative works, you can't then swipe at them the same way opportunity attacks would work. Um, ending a chase. If one side stops, that ends the chase Um, if neither side gives up the quarry makes a stealth check at the end of each round after every participant in the chase has taken its turn the result is compared to the passive wisdom perception Um, so if they make a stealth check and nobody sees them disappear you lose them Um, so that said can I get everybody's passive perception
0: please? 24 wow good fucking luck Marvum
3: Nine. <laughs> wow. Twenty-two. Oh, well, I got a minus. Little eyes. do much
2: about it. 22, 24, So we're never gonna lose. And Arvids is thirteen. At the end of each person's turn, I'm gonna get you to roll a d twenty, which is going to cause a complication for the next person. We shall begin. Uh, the four of you take off down the street following Marvum. He's pushing out of the way. He says, move, move, get out of the way, get out of the way. And he dashes ahead. So he moves uh, 60 feet, just bolting through the streets, dodging and weaving as he goes. At the end of his turn, he's going to roll a d20, which is going to be a 14. No complication occurs. Perseus, what do you do? So you are currently 90 feet behind him. Uh, I dash
3: I dash the living
2: hell out of it, Russ Alright, and you are halfling, so you move 50 Let's get, yep, 50 Okay, and roll a d20 for me, please Okay It's an 11 Perseus, you charge ahead Uh, Margaret, it's your turn
4: Yeah, I will uh, dash as well Start running through the crowd Trying to chase after Marvum
2: Okay, so you dash ahead 60 So you are within 25 feet uh, At your new current position Uh, Roll a d20 for me,
4: please one.
0: Ooh.
4: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, that's never a sound you want your DM to make.
2: Uh, Lex, um, so you head off. Margaret and Perseus kind of bolt ahead and are running past you. Uh, what do you do?
0: I also dash.
2: Okay. You begin to take off, running full tilt. You see Marvum. You're catching up to him. Make a dexterity uh, check, please.
0: Ah. That is a
2: 20. As you're running, this huge horse cart jumps out in front of you across street. You do get over it. How do you get over it?
0: Mm, maybe I slide under it. Maybe I, like, grab the thing and slide between the wheels, like, beat first and then, like, get up and keep running.
2: Real fast and furious style. That's like exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you, as, without losing a beat, you f- slide under and you... Are now within 20 feet of Marvum. Now roll a d20, please. Two. Oh, okay, it's Arvid's turn. Arvid is following uh, as quickly as he can, his robes flowing behind him. As he's trying to keep pace with you, you slide underneath this this trolley, this horse cart. He tries to go around it, and there's this huge crowd that is just moving in behind it. He gets blocked. Um, and, uh, he's slowed by 10 feet.
3: I was really hoping there'd be, like, a farmer stand with a bunch of oranges. Totally. And he would just, oranges <laughs> everywhere as he crashes into it.
0: moving panes of glass somehow?
3: Sure, yeah. Good option as well. Uh, he has rolled an
2: 18, so there is no complication for Marvum. Uh, Marvum looks behind and sees everybody, uh, gaining on him. He takes a quick turn, shoots down a side street, um, and is running as fast as he can. He is also dashing.
3: Okay, and how far away from him am I now? So you're a hundred feet. So yeah, this little halfling legs is not a a great thing for me. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Um, yeah, I guess I'll dash again and try to get to that corner that he turn down? Yeah, you absolutely make up. He's about, uh, 50 feet ahead of you now. You're
2: losing ground on him at this point. Roll the d20, okay. please. 10. Okay, Margaret, uh, you are currently uh, 85 feet behind, so he's taking a sharp turn. Um, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 16. As you come around this corner, falling behind Perseus and Marvum, these vendors are right around the corner, and you narrowly miss running right into them. Um, one of them, you know, you kind of clip his arm as you're running by, hey! and he yells out to you and says, Watch where you're going there!
4: And I actually have one of his apples from his cart, and I throw a coin over my shoulder as I go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um awesome.
2: And roll a d20, please. Too. These sweet rolls. Yumza. You guys are killing it, <laughs> Lex.
0: I'm gonna dash again.
2: You're around the corner. Um, there's the guy yelling. Who Margaret just kind of clipped. Um, a coin is flying through the air. Um, you're catching up and passing Perseus, who looks like he's maybe running out of breath. And th- the further down you go, like the the crowd begins uh, to get. It's just filling up the street. So make a, uh, a either an athletics or an acrobatics check as you're trying to move your way through this crowd.
0: Oh, well, let's say athletics. So that's a 23.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, you're...
0: <laughs> I do a handstand over the crowd. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I mean, yeah, basically how athletics works, because it's strengths, is you're just shoving people
4: out of the
0: way. Oh, more that. Yeah. Um, I'm like a big linebacker, right? I'm just like barreling my way through this crowd. uh,
4: It's that scene where we just see, like, from the crowd's point of view and just people flying in the air, but we don't see you. (laughs)
2: Exactly. (laughs) So you're making way for Arvid, who is trailing a little bit behind. Now roll a d20, please. Nine. Arvid finally pushes his way through the crowd that he was working through when a, a guard sees him running and yells out to try and stop him hey you stop there it seems like somebody he has mistaken him for somebody else i'll let you folks decide if he continues to move he may be attacked by the guard or we could have him stop and deal with the guard which would take
3: him probably out
0: i don't know what do you think arvid would do i don't i feel like he make some fucking awkward small talk with a guard, to be honest. Yeah,
3: like, and they would just let him go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Arvid taken back, stops
2: in front of this guard who is holding a spear in his hand. Um, you look behind you, Lex, you see him stopped talking to the guard. Um, nothing has happened for Marvum who dashes again. And he is going to roll for Perseus, which is a five. So Perseus, you're trailing ever so farther behind. Make a dexterity saving throw and tell me what you do. Okay, it's a 19. Okay, um, are you dashing? Or are you trying to do something? What are you What are you doing? Uh, how close is Lex to me? Uh, Lex is t- 30 feet ahead of you. Really wish
3: it was 20 feet I, I have it written down here I have to follow it, it's a chase Nope, fair enough uh, Alright, well that changes what I'm going to do then Hang on while I figure something else out uh, No, because you're falling behind Nobody's in 20, within 20 feet of you at this moment But I mean, I kind of had the first step, so <laughs> I mean, you
2: can move <laughs> 30 feet And then do something still Well, I can only move 25 feet uh, That would put you within range of Margaret
3: Okay, I'll do it I'll, uh, I'll move up to Margaret And I will cast Spider Climb On Margaret
0: Yes, Betty White <laughs> So
3: until the spell ends One willing creature you touch Gains the ability to move up, down, and across vertical surfaces And upside down along ceilings while leaving its hands free Also gains a climbing speed equal to its walking speed So if there's anything that Margaret then needs to get over top of I feel like she can do it pretty easily I now think so Alright, Uh, So you've
2: moved 25 feet, which places you 75 feet now behind Marvum. Um, I forgot to roll the stealth stuff, so we'll do that at the end of the next one. Um, But, uh, Margaret, you now have Spider Climb. Uh, So roll a d20
3: there, Perseus. Go get it, Margaret.
2: And that's a 12. Uh, Nothing impedes you this round. What do you do with your newfound spider abilities?
4: Uh, So is... The fleeing kobold, like in a straight line in front of us right now, or they're uh, Uh, yeah, it's
2: a packed, uh, I mean, relatively packed crowd, but yeah, you can see him, his head kind of bobbing up and down as he's kind of peeking behind him as he's running down the street.
4: Okay, uh, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm gonna dash again. Um, and I think because we aren't making like we're not catching up, all we're doing is kind of keeping the same distance. So far, you're even keel, yeah. Uh, so I think that having been given this gift by Perseus, uh, I'm actually going to action surge and move again so that I can run past him and get in front of him.
2: Okay. So that puts you uh, 15 feet ahead of him if you take the full movement.
4: I, I will. Yeah, I'll take the full movement that way. Next time, if he uh, gets past, I might be able to to catch up to him again, but I'm going to try to like stop and, and block him now.
2: Okay. Um, So you are trying to block for his next movement. He's going to have disadvantage on that stealth check because you're right in front of him. Uh, And if you could roll me a d20 for Lex. Eight. Lex, as you're running down, you see Margaret take this huge jolt and get out in front of Marvum. um, And out in front of you, a hunched over old man comes out and steps in your way and he's reaching his hand out for a coin say could you just spare just a just a, just a little bit so you have to make either a an athletics an acrobatics or an intimidation check to slip past oh. this beggar
0: okay well it's going to be acrobatics cuz i don't want to just push over this old man
3: <laughs> get out of here jerk <laughs> uh
0: 18 for acrobatics So I can, like, twist around him, hopefully?
2: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You twist around him, and as you do so, he kind of double takes and looks and says, Well, fuck you, too! There. Roll a d20, please. Oh, sorry, you were were dashing. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I
0: did. 20.
2: Uh, Okay, nothing happens for... Harvid's out. Nothing happens for Marv. So we're going to try and, at disadvantage, he's going to try and uh, stealth away. He does not. Um, so he now sees you in front of him. He is going to uh, try and um, he's going to try and she's going to take these 30 feet of movement, but he's going to try and shove you as he moves by. So move 15, shove, and then try and go. So this is going to be a uh, Straight strength against your AC, which is not going to be good. So that's a nine. Um, so he he runs into you. How does how do you stop him?
4: Uh, I think I have my shield out. Uh, Margaret is uh, Mark of the Sentinel and so she just puts the shield out and plants it down, so he runs directly into it.
2: He kind of, like, he, he like barreled down his shoulder like he was trying to plow into you and just, like, glances up and off and falls to the ground, uh, just off to the side as everybody else catches up, and the chase is over. Oh, God!
4: Oh, ah. God. Ah. Uh- didn't mean to interrupt you. I think we've got a couple questions for you. Oh, who, who do you think you are stopping people like me? Oh, uh, nice to meet you. My name is Margaret Broadcloak. I've got some friends here who uh, seem to recognize you. And boy, it sure seem you, seems like you recognized him as well.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. And then as he turns and sees Lex come up, he's like, ah, oh, yeah. Uh, that's your friend?
4: That's correct.
2: That's your friend. Okay, Uh, I'm just going to... Can I just stand right here? I'll just stand right here, just beside this. Hey! So, Lex, now.
0: Yes, Lex is my name
2: now. A Pleasure to meet you, Lex. Marvum, Marvum, that's me. That's what my friends Mm -hmm. call me.
0: Uh, I don't think we're meeting for the first time. Well... You know me.
2: uh, I mean, I've, I've seen you around, you know? It's just... Uh, you're, you're maybe you're,
0: about 2 years ago. Maybe
2: about 2 years ago. Uh yeah, just Would you
0: say you saw me like this or sort of more separate?
2: Uh well, I mean, you know, who's to say really what uh I mean a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, I've been uh have been around when they kind of put you together and then uh you know, me and shh, I had to... You know, bring, bring, bring pieces and stuff. Anyways, uh, long story short, um, how you been? What you been up to? It's good to see you.
0: I don't know that you mean that, but I've been well. I have these friends now. Yeah. I've come.
2: Very spry. To meet
0: my creator.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Cool.
0: What can you tell me? What? About my creator. What?
2: You know? What do you? What is a creator? What are you trying to do here? You're trying to like, you, you,
0: like intimidate? Sure. I just want him to like tell me some stuff about the dude.
2: Yeah, you roll. You roll me a skill, and then uh, we'll, we'll that'll dictate how he responds.
0: Yeah, I think intimidation. No, well, not great. Eleven. I'm just so winded. It's really. Oh, I just. Hey, hey. Maybe you could. <laughs>
2: Look, once you get yourself collected here, maybe we can have a few drinks. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to check on some things back at the old no. homestead.
0: No, you are definitely not leaving here without giving me some information and maybe just guiding my friends and I to where my creator is.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, you know, Mountains... Up there, he's starting to take a few steps back there, Margaret and Perseus. As Arvid kind of finally makes it up, and says, Oh, that that guard was just delightful. Confused me for some other person. Hmm.
0: Well, you do have that look. Don't die. You just have one of those Thank faces. It looks so familiar.
2: Thank you for uh, saying so.
3: Uh, Perseus pulls out his dagger and kind of starts to point it at Marvum. Oi! Hey! Yeah! Wait a second here, buds. We don't need to pull out any weapons. And you just look like you might have been going somewhere, and I don't think you should be going somewhere right wanna now. Want to roll an in intimidation there, Perseus? Oh, I would love to. <laughs> Ooh, well, it's going to be good. Uh, what's the bonus? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's a 23. Look, I wasn't as scared of the big guy, because I knew
2: where to pull the stitches to just make his arms go all flippy-dippy. But you, you look like you've been in some battles there, friend. And he walks over to you and kind of just, like, pushes your knife just to the
3: side here and says,
2: Look, you know, we can get to know each other. We can be friends.
3: We don't have to fight. And I hold my other free hand uh, close up to his face, and it's like dancing electricity is on my fingers.
2: Oh, that's... Cool. We cut to a tavern later. <laughs> says, "So you want to meet your you want to meet your creator?"
0: Yes. I want to know why I was made.
2: Why well, you were you were made as an experiment.
0: But for no purpose, just to see if he could do it. <sighs> Is he evil? He's evil, right? No, I
3: mean he's no, got to be no, evil. Don't. I mean he sounds a little no, evil. No, it's no, evil don't,
0: plan. Don't Don't
2: look. Not he's not evil. He he was trying out some things uh because he was getting in good with uh with this guy who, you know, I told him he was kind of evil. He's like he was trying to just, you know, make a push forward in this in this new organization, trying to make a way for himself, putting pieces together as you know, seeing if he could bring them back. That's how you came about. You were kind of his 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 golden child.
0: More of a modeled gray child, I think, but I see your point. What what organization?
2: Ah, he the the strict name of it was never exactly divulged to your good buddy Va- Marvum over here. He, uh, he just told me to go out and collect parts, so that's what I did. I went out, and I dug some things up, and I found some things, and I stole some things, and, you know, slice and dice, and then you got pieces to put together a jigsaw.
1: I mean, this is a very blasé attitude from you, Marvum, but I see that you perhaps are just... You weren't the, the brains of the operation, right? You were just just a worker
0: bee.
2: Yeah, yeah, a worker bee, right? And he nudges Perseus. He's like, you get it?
4: Uh, I don't really know what a bee is. How about you, lady with the shield? You're very fast. You strike me as the type of person who, who doesn't really work for for loyalty or for fame, but for coin... What if I was just to offer you a number of coins to walk us back to the place you delivered the things you collected? Oh, well, now we're speaking my language here, you see. I had a feeling
2: we might be. What kind of coins are we talking here? Are these, like, uh, these, like, high-value, high-fluting, high-weighted coins? I mean, that look like a good-looking shield you got there. Probably cost a pretty penny.
4: It's true. I, uh, make the rounds around... Various cities helping them out and collecting a little money here and there. I'm sure you can be more than aptly compensated. Interesting. Interesting.
2: All right. Well, I mean, if the uh, if the price is right, maybe we can just visit there. I mean, you know, who am I to stand in front of a family reunion?
4: Exactly. You're just helping bring a family back together. Who could fault you for that? You know what? That's what they say on my business cards is bringing family together. Marvum...
2: Dundlefoot, Marvum Dundlefoot, bringing families together. <laughs> point the slogan. You know, it's really catching fire here.
0: Marvum, do you know? We've been dancing around it, but what is the name of my creator?
2: You don't even remember the name of the guy who created you? How did you make it back this far?
1: Well, when I left, I I recognized the things that you know i woke up there was no one there i escaped i have vague kind of flashes but
0: it's not like we sat down and had a conversation and then i left
2: yeah. well i mean you had many conversations you don't remember any of those it's not like well, he created you and you were gone like he were around for a while as he as he trained you and gave you
1: your your, your gifts, as he says. Well, I don't, I don't really remember that.
0: I mean, if I saw him, maybe I, I would probably recognize him. Or when I see the place, I knew that I would recognize it. But I don't remember spending quality time with my creator.
1: All right. It's,
2: um, his name is Nickoreal. Katie, it's been a while since I've been up to his uh, his establishment. Haven't heard much of him. You know, he doesn't have any runners coming down lately. So, if you go up, I'm not sure what you're walking into here.
0: You haven't been bringing him more.
2: He cut me a while ago. You know, before you left.
0: Well, maybe he's had a change of change of heart.
2: Maybe, maybe. All right. Well, he looks around to the table. He said, do we settle up now or do we settle up then? I assume that's then. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
4: Uh, Does that count as a short rest mechanically? I don't know how how long a short rest is.
2: Well, it depends what you all want to do. Do you want to like spend the night and then go up in the morning? You kind of... We'll call it, like, you know, mid-afternoon when you were starting this chase interrogation thing.
0: We could spend the night, go fresh in the morning. I guess we have to keep him with us, though. Yeah. He's a real shady character.
4: Yeah. Maybe we should go now while we've got him in hand.
0: Yeah. I don't want to pay for him to stay at an inn with us. That's true. (laughs) And
4: nobody wants to share a room with him. No. No.
2: Um, Yeah, we could definitely call it uh, a short rest. Uh, you set out same day uh, being led by Marvum um, and you head up into the Baldric Mountains. They are uh, cascading, tall mountains that stretch the expanse of Thay, which is the country you are in. You are led deep within these mountains following a winding path. Uh, there aren't many any people that you see coming or going. Yeah, it's just up around the bend here to the mouth of the cave. Uh, You've been traveling for say four or five hours at this point. You continue to travel for another 30 minutes or so. Um, You round a bend and you come to the the mouth of this wide open cave. You've traveled up and into, um, one of the mountains, uh, nearest to the city. Says, uh, uh you go in there, kind of go to the back. He's got a door. I don't know if the knock still works. It's like a tick you know?
0: Well, maybe you should come and show us.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, Okay. Got it. Uh, you all proceed into the mouth of the cave, um, and everybody has dark vision, I presume?
0: Sure.
4: Mm, or you're a human, aren't you, Margaret? I am. Uh, hey. My my mace gives off light. Okay, perfect. Um,
2: Margaret as it gets, of
0: everything. <laughs>
4: uh, as it
2: gets to be too... Uh, beginning to get, like dim and uh, you know where you're straining to see Margaret you pull out your mace and illuminate the area um, the light spans out and everybody you see um, like bones kind of pushed up and off to the side like they've been almost like swept off to the side of uh, various creatures and humans um, and different uh, humanoids um, you, they're in a Bundled mess. Not like somebody sat down and just died there, and then that's where their their skeletons are. But like just in a bundled mess. And the further back you go, um, like Marvum said, you reach a door. Um, it's like the it was. It's almost like this cave was carved into this mountain. And then it reaches a flat face, and then there's a stone door um, with a with a handle. And he says. Uh, I... I you, want me, you want, just knock
0: do I, you
3: want me to knock yes you said you know the knock
2: okay okay yeah I just I, okay yeah I mean you're the adventuring types all right he knocks a a it dick tick he stands there kind of scuffing his feet looking around at everybody. so um uh, Any, uh, any good, uh, any good stories anybody
3: wants to tell while we wait here?
4: Was it usually a long wait when you knocked?
2: Ah, not, uh, not usually this long. Uh, looks like, uh, maybe some people, some, uh, some runners have expired in these here caves. Not usually such a...
0: The bones are new. You know,
2: I mean, as new as bones can be.
0: I mean, Uh, they weren't here when you were coming regularly.
2: Not previously, like I said, you know, around the time that you went, uh, poof, uh, a couple years ago, give or take, that's the last time I was here. So he's just maybe doing a new decoration thing. You know, I'm just going to try the door. I'm just going to see what happens. And he reaches for the door and tries to pull on it. And it doesn't open. So, uh... All this way just to come to a locked door. Ha! What a story to tell your kids later. Can you have kids?
3: I don't even know if that's possible. I'd like to reach into my like adventuring sack that I imagine I have with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I pull out a hollow metal tube that measures about one foot long, and without knowing really what I'm doing. It's just, just like this otherworldly power is kind of guiding my hand. I strike it and point it at the door. And a tone issues out from it. And if the door is locked, it should now be unlocked. Uh, is it knock? Is that what you cast? Uh, I use my wondrous item chime of opening. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah,
2: it rings out, and you hear from the door just like this movement of stone, like. And then it kind of cracks open, and there's a. It doesn't have hinges, so to speak, but it kind of slides open and like scrapes along the floor. And he's like, wow, I gotta get me
3: one of those. Uh, where'd you get it there, friend? Uh, I'm not really sure, Arvid. Did you, did you cook this up for me?
2: Yes, yes, I did.
3: Well, it's pretty handy.
0: You're so that's, thoughtful, Arvid.
2: That's why I gave it to him. Really, because I knew we'd need to open a door at some point, You're as so if smart. by some knowledge that. Thank you, thank you. you have
0: incredible foresight to know that somehow we'd need to open a door.
2: I mean, I've been on a few adventures and there's usually a door in the way. Okay, okay. Uh, Lovebirds, I see. Uh, They're just going to pull the door open. After you. He pulls the door and it grinds open um, and it's into a dark hallway that extends down before you. You don't see any person or any creatures in your way. What do you do?
0: Can I? I'm going to do a perception check to see. I mean, we got the door open now, but just to make sure there's not, you know, a big old trap immediately. Uh, 14?
2: Uh, it appears to be entirely safe.
0: Well, we've come all this way. I'm going in.
4: Yes, yes,
2: after you. All right, friends first. Here we go. He's kind of waving everybody by.
0: I mean, we understand you're just going to leave now. You don't need to...
2: I still need my payment. We said I'd get paid oh. then. So, well. I mean, I got to wait around. Maybe I'll just keep the door open.
4: Yes, that's fair. You can count half your coins while you wait. Perfect. Thank you. And I'll hand him a little a little pouch. Oh, would you look at these here? Yeah, key onesies, twosies. <laughs> and as you
2: walk down the hall, you hear him counting them out. He says, I'll just
3: wait here for you. No worries.
2: Hey now, we're in the middle. We're talking all about the things that oh, didn't. Well, it started. No. So I mean, so didn't start off really good. It started yeah. so strong. Hey now, we're in the middle. We're talking about the things. Well, the, I, the, the, the I words feel like the
0: lyrics for the were, were what. Not good ab- the first talking.
5: time, so not yeah, right. sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the lyrics yeah. that the, were yeah. not you Not the, the tune problem. down. Past. Yeah, the tune the was tune great. I know I Hey now, it's the middle, come and join us. Hang in. Okay, you're better at
2: things than I am. <laughs> we well, get <good> <laughs> no. it, Amy. We get it. Amy
5: can rap and just like put <laughs> random lyrics into any song. God. You know what? It's not a skill that comes in handy as much as you think it would.
3: Wow. See, I thought you'd be like making mad coin off that. skill. I know.
5: Right. It's just kind of sitting unused, All right. except for every once in a while here in the middle.
3: And we're in it.
2: We're what are in we it. talking about today? Mm. Stuff probably Patreon, patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast is a place where you can go listen to a really cool if
3: dying <laughs> that's what you lose your shit at
5: it's because in my head you said patreon.com slash dumb dragon
3: Teeth. it sounded like dunk
5: dragons <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> which doesn't make sense for this because they're not going to have heard it now, yet. So dumb dragon teats means nothing. When
3: you hear the episode that we just <laughs> recorded, it's a side scroller <laughs> episode. You'll be able to piece this energy that we've got going onto the exact recording. <gasps> oh,
0: oh, yeah, if Christ. you've been on the fence, if you've been on the fence about joining Patreon, <laughs> oh. um, I gotta say mm-hmm. Russ really brought a pretty unique energy yep. to the game 100%. we just recorded. And I'd really love it if you could listen to it because if you're a patron, then you can listen to all these extra games <sighs> that we play. And, and some of them are pretty weird. <laughs> you're
5: gonna see a different side of Russ. Uh-huh. Oh, if you for like sure. DM side, you're going to see character side and go,
1: the hell is going on here. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> and it's when,
3: fantastic. What
2: happens when Tom yes ends everything Russ says in an episode?
3: I, it, it's I it's told you guys. It's I, love it. It. I didn't it's have wild. a lot of prep, so there was a lot of yes to that. He showed <laughs> us
5: his notes. Where we don't prep many things. Patreon.com slash dumb dragoncast.
2: <laughs> um, but long story short, we do have another podcast over there called The Adventures of. It is DM'd by Tom Laird, and Ooh. he lets me go a little bit bonkers in that. He just announced that, you know, we, we go hard on him, so I'm gonna let him do whatever he wants, which is great, until we get to the point where we're at now. Where I I can't say because Even nobody's listening. Carla to
5: it. and I can't really rein him in. It's no. impossible.
2: He just he knows. Knows. It's a good
5: thing he DMs all the time. Yeah,
2: Tom tried there for a minute with some characters mm-hmm. and it just steamrolled over yep, top of them. Just too, couldn't, so. couldn't stand up to it.
5: Rules are there ain't no rules. Exactly.
2: Patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. We hope to see you over there. Not only for that show, but we do some great hangouts, we play some games, we get to know you, um, our listeners and our patrons, and we have a lot of fun over there. So we hope to see you. And now, let's get back to the episode where Lex and Margaret and, and Arvid and Perseus are doing some wild and crazy things. Love you,
0: bye. Okay, bye. Thank you, Margaret, for that.
4: Yes, of course.
0: This does all seem familiar. I've, I've been here. This is, I mean, I knew when I saw Marvum, but this is the place.
4: Do you have any memory of coming through this corridor or
0: I mean yes flashes but was that me was that the parts of me I do have memories of that it's hard it's hard to say everything is such a blur and a jumble
2: as you walk down the halls there are a series of doors that are opened up and it, it It looks like this place hasn't been well kept up um, for quite some time. It's uh, you're not sure. There's no, like the dust is thick along the floor. The dirt is thick along the floor. There's no footsteps except for the ones that you're making. Um, Doorways along the hall that you're walking down and offshoots. um, You see into a couple, uh, and it. The first one you look into is. More or less like a sitting eating room. Um, Lex, you have flashes of of a fire illuminated in the middle of this room, where there are just long since burned out embers. Um, you're seated around with several people, not just not just one, not just Marvum, not just um, your creator, Reel. But many people in this place
0: this is all familiar. I remember now we were we were in this room, and there were several people, some in a in a uniform, just some regular looking folks and andnickel, I remember his face now um Russ, do I remember uh like in this building, if I was here, like would I remember where? I don't know like where his room is sure. or where the where's the TV room? like, where is he chilling?
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you do the the further in you go and the more flashes you get, room by room, you get a clearer image of Nicoel. And you get a clearer sense of who he was to you and what he was to you. The further in you go, each room flashes, you have interactions with people. Uh, who who worked there, uh, or who did work there, rather. you get flashes of um, people who were similar to you in a way, pieces of people, but none that exhibit the same interaction level that you had. Like you were almost tasked to work with these new, People, for lack of a better term, um, to try and coax something out of them. Like you see that as you walk through, you see kind of more medical-like facilities. They're not medical because you're in a in a cave, but that seems to be what these rooms were like. Everybody else, as as Lex is describing these scenes to you, you see like broken down tables and equipment, long since expired or dried up. Uh, medicinal or magical items. And Lex, your feeling of nicoreal is not one of hatred the further in you go. The m- deeper you go, the more fatherly you remember him being. You see his face, he's he's a taller man. A little heavier set, round face, balding white hair that flows long down. And you see his smile the longer you're here. And it brings a a certain warmth to your normally cold demeanor. Not your demeanor's cold, but normally cold body.
0: I remember him now
1: not with anger or even confusion. I remember him being kind to me. Do you remember
4: why you left?
1: I I don't. I,
0: I remember there were others like me, and we were sort of working together, and that now that I'm here, I don't have these I thought I would get here and I would
1: feel angry and I would feel vengeful but now I just have sort of warm memories of him and and that's it I don't know I I can't trust my own memories because they're so sporadic but maybe he wasn't an evil man although There is some inherent evil in what he did.
4: Well, perhaps if we dig a little further through here, you might find something as to why. Maybe it was for, you know, bad, uh, what's the phrase? Bad intentions towards a good end.
1: Perhaps.
2: As you're all walking through, I presume you're walking with you know, keeping uh, aware of your surroundings and stuff, not just waltzing through.
0: Yeah, I say. think, yeah, I'm like pretty like looking at things and even kind of like touching the walls, trying to like, as things are coming back to me.
4: Yeah, and even detecting magic every now and then just to see if anything here still seems to be potent at all.
2: Margaret, as you're detecting magic, you know, very early on, um, it, everything's like, there's nothing there. Like It's just a cold... Empty cold, empty rooms in the side of a mountain. The deeper in you all go into this mountainside, Lex, you start to get a feeling that you are nearing nicoreals office or quarters or a a common gathering place. And Margaret, you get a sense of. As you enter this last room, all of you, at the end of this long, winding hallway through this facility, um, you sense kind of in this room that's coming up, it's dark, uh, dimly, well, dimly lit based on your light. Uh, You can't quite make out everything that's in there. You see shadows, um, but you also get a sense of kind of an illusory magic that's emanating from this room not in a huge strong wave but in just kind of it's lingering throughout this room that's coming up but not anywhere else
4: i'm reading something from this room coming up just be careful when you go in
0: i will
1: this was this was his study where he did all of his thinking his writing i don't know i remember him being in this room a lot. And I'll open the door.
2: Lex, you walk through the door. Margaret, as Lex walks through the door, there's this wave of illusory magic that just kind of spreads out and into the room. And everybody sees the wave kind of as it rolls through the room, it cleans it up. So it's like. It, the room was the same as every other room you passed. Chairs and everything turned over, covered in dirt and dust. Um, but then as the illusion rolls over, it's like this room is back together. And you see a man, an older man, seated in a large armchair by a, 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 wood, like a wood-burning fireplace. seated in the chair beside him is Lex. You see a scene play out in front of you. It's the two of you, Lex and Nicareel, talking back and forth. You can't quite make out what they're saying. It's low drawn-out conversation. Everything is, is very above board, very warm, very encouraging. Lex, you have memories that wash back of this conversation. And the gist of what Nick Cariel is imparting with you is that you are special and meant to, do, meant to do good in this world. And he tried to build you and build others like you in order to get in with a new power a new employer he says time and time again he doesn't tell you who that is but he tells you he can't do it anymore what he was hoping to do was to give you the powers that you have but not have them corrupt your new body as you interpret that it's he doesn't want you to fall apart as you are able to cast these healing spells Some time passes in this conversation and there's a loud bang that is heard from the direction of the hallway. Margaret, if you're still detecting magic, you can tell that it's still part of whatever this illusion is. Mm. It's like it's captured a, a scene, a moment in time. You hear echoing screams coming from down the hallway Footsteps running, and Nicoreal's face goes stark. He has a sense of, like, a, a quick urgency of panic. Or he has the, the it, like, the blood rushes from his face, and he stands up and he pulls Lex and says, You need to leave now. And he rushes out and down the hall. And you see in rooms, undead warriors, soldiers, striking down others in this facility, and he pushes past you. You get into a fight as he ushers you down this hallway. The scene leaves you. He sent you off, and he runs back to to his chamber, closes and locks the door behind him. He begins writing a note on a table. The door bursts open behind him. And in rush, six undead warriors. Swords and spears drawn, and in behind them, almost floats a dark elf with long white hair. He doesn't say anything, but the look on Nickeril's face is resolute. He knows what's about to happen. And as the warriors rush towards him, a small smile, a smirk, comes across this dark elf's face. And the scene immediately cuts. And you're back in this dust-covered tossed and turned room
1: so
0: I was wrong I wasn't here for vengeance or maybe I maybe I do need vengeance but not against my creator against those people that killed him
4: yes it seemed like he created you to make things a little better in a situation where he saw things going very badly
0: Can we look and see if that note he was writing is there?
2: Uh, Yeah, everybody can make an investigation check.
1: I
3: love investigating. 19.
0: 9. I'm too distraught.
4: 16.
2: Perseus. uh, Everybody begins looking through. Lex, you immediately go to the desk. You don't find anything inside the drawers, strewn about, broken pens and torn up paper, but nothing that was explicitly written on or you recognize from that scene. Perseus, you begin searching through some piles off to the side. Some of which have been burnt up. And you find a a scrap of paper, it's been torn, it's been singed, but the two line is two-lee. And then it issues a list of people. And at the top of that list, partially torn, says Thelonious Prims.
0: Well, my friends, I, I feel like my work here is now, I think, only just beginning. I need to find this Thelonious Prims and get justice.
2: Well, I'm in. I don't know about, about you, others.
3: Oh, I'm happy to help.
4: Yes, this person seems to command just the type of thing I am, well, still kicking around to deal with. Well, Lex or Lee
2: or Granger or whatever your name might be tomorrow. Where to next?
0: I think we need to leave this place and go back to that town and get some more information.
2: Music and sound effects from today's episode can be found at EpidemicSound.com. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Christian Brown, Creighton's Raven, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Joshua Dixon, Kat Waterflame, Katarina Sindelar, and Stevie. To find out more about how you can support Dungeons & Dragons, please visit patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast where, for as little as $2 a month, you can gain access to our exclusive podcast, The Adventures of, DM'd by our very own Tom Laird. Monthly hangouts, supporting producer meetings, merchandise, as well as being able to play around the virtual table with us. Hope to see you over there. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. If you want to hear what we said about ACDC, go pay us over on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) That means you too, Angus Young. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: Look to the sea. Wayland's assembled a team.
0: They're inside already.
1: This was a risky gamble. There will be consequences for the both of you.
5: Mm, We'll threaten you with a good time.
0: Be a quick and out an job! Did, did, did
1: I say that? <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to blink here, Johnny.
4: Peace of mind. Is that what you call it? You think that what you've given me is peace of mind?
0: I knew you'd come out on the other side. That's just you, right? You never give up. Unless you're giving up on me.
2: It's always raining in Neo-Atlantis.
3: It can't rain all the time.
5: That'll be enough, Mr. Indri. Enough conversation. You have a job to do.
4: Finish it. Kill them. Return Alex Webb to
0: us. The sentiment will surely get me killed in the process, but I mean, none of us get out of this life alive. Am I right? Cybernautica Breakwall, Cybernautica Undertow A production of Red Fathom Entertainment Presented by the Fable and Folly Network Listen to both complete series now Welcome
1: to Neo-Atlantis